This is Practical Wellness Radio. I am Ted, and today on the pod, Coach Cody and I are joined by co-owner of Versa Fitness in Coralville, Iowa, Joshua Lambrack, and we appreciate Joshua taking the time uh, to jump on this episode and record with us. You know, as a former gym owner myself, I understand that every minute of every day and every week and every month is precious, and it's uh, it's a great chat. Uh, Joshua gives us a little shtick, a little spiel about um, exactly what Versa Fitness is, how it's different than a lot of gyms in the area, and how it got started, and how it continues to navigate, you know, the hurdles and obstacles that a lot of businesses, frankly, are, are navigating right now. And uh, Joshua is is living it he's doing it there's a lot of people out there who are probably you know in this fitness space in this fitness industry who are like man it'd be so great and so fun to have my own space have my own gym have my own facility and uh joshua is living that right now and so hope you guys enjoy this episode with joshua lembrecht All right, at this moment, we're going to welcome in Joshua Lambrack, co-owner of Versa Fitness in Coralville, Iowa. Joshua, thanks for coming on with us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, Joshua, Joshua let's start here, man. Um, from my perspective, I know you and Cody, you guys know each other a little bit. I'm kind of the, the third wheel today <laughs> a little bit. But uh, <laughs> tell me a little bit about exactly what Versa Fitness is in Coralville, what you guys offer services just kind of give me the spiel sell me on it a little bit yeah so versa fitness uh in corville like you said um we're you know in a sense we're just kind of a, a, a group fitness um facility but it's you know it's not crossfit it's not uh kickboxing or um you know not like orange theory or maybe you're running on a treadmill and rowing the whole time um, but, uh, we like to think that we, we offer kind of a wide variety of everything. So you're going to do some barbell work, uh, kettlebells. Um, we do have treadmills, uh, rowers, bikes, ski ergs, um, you know, boxes, med balls. So I mean, we got tons of equipment. Um, and that's just kind of where the, the Versa comes in, like the versatility of everything that we're doing. Um, and no, uh, I would say the way that we kind of, there's a lot of CrossFit gyms in the area. So the way we kind of um, separate ourselves a little bit from that is um, we don't really do Olympic lifting or gymnastics, which I think is a, a big portion of, uh, um, of those gyms. So, um, and I realize that not everyone wants to do that, but there are a lot of people that mm -hmm. do love that. Um, so I, I think that's kind of where, you know, we kind of fit in is, we kind of get those people that maybe um, aren't interested in that, um, but still still love the barbell and still love strength mm -hmm. training and um, cardiovascular training. So, yeah, group fitness, um, cardio, strength training, and Versa. Um, yeah, it's, it's really awesome. Um, we've been doing it now for since September of 2017. So we've yeah. been going on for a while. Um just kind of ever changing the program um, as needed, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I've had a, I've had a lot of ups and downs with that. So, yep, Ted and I so know the ups and downs of the gyms pretty well. <laughs> we know the gym up, ups and downs pretty well. Oh yeah, what's like a uh, a day look like for a member? You know, when they come in, what does that hour look like? Yeah, yeah. So 
depending on the day, uh, every day will have its own workout. So whether it's a strength or, you know, cardio based workout, um, it'll be that same workout for the entire day. So member walks in, um, first thing they're just immediately greeted from our staff, uh, by name. And then from there we'll have the workout up. We got a bunch of TVs. Um, they'll walk in, see those workouts up there, kind of title the workout. Um, they'll kind of just hang out, chill, or if they want to, you know, uh, we got locker rooms, so if they got a store or anything, but they'll kind of chill, hang out, maybe talk to their friends. Um, the instructor will then get the class going, go over the format, the exercises, get them warmed up, um, put them through a workout, and then kind of, uh, you know, cool them down afterwards and then send them on their way. So pr pretty, yeah, I would say it's a pretty typical kind of member experience yeah. there. One um, of my favorite things like when you yeah, walk yeah. into your gym is like just like this really great uh, entryway like with the desk and it just looks so nice that I feel like that's just a great yeah. introduction to the gym or just even just if I've been there for a while it's just a great thing to see it always looks clean when I've been in and dropped by so I think that's a great thing that you guys yep. did and I've always been a little jealous of to be honest. <laughs> yeah yeah I will say we, we definitely are extremely fortunate in the space that we have um and the you know it, do, it does look pretty higher end you know some some of the pillars mm -hmm. have stone around them or um you know the nice countertops um so yeah we're definitely fortunate in the the f facility that we have um and we do take pride in trying to keep it as clean as possible and i'm sure you guys know like it is it, it gets tough especially during the winter yeah keeping, the, a, keeping places a gym's a gym at the end of the day nightmare. yeah i yeah one yeah, thing I've noticed too is like was, the. Go ahead, Ted. Yeah, no, I was just gonna echo that same thing. Like I, I always admire, like you know, from my perspective, if I go into a gym and it's super clean and it's super like organized, I'm like, man, that that kind of just starts at the top, you know. Like, there's no way that you know the guys or the gals running, you know, said gym don't you know not care about it because it just takes so much effort and it has to start at the top because. I remember too, when I was running my gym, like, you know, I would, I would get a little lazy at times. Like I'll admit it. Like, you know, I'd forget to do something, clean something up, whatever, whatever. And it's just, you just can't have that. Cause your staff kind of feeds off of that. Your members feed off of that. But in, in the reverse aspect, if you, if you're organized and if you're clean, like it just, everything kind of just stays cleaner. Everything stays, you know, organized. Everything has a home, everything has a spot. And it just makes for such like a top to bottom, just well-run gym, I think. And just starts there. It's so simple. And, you know, all the grand schemes and all the stressors of running a gym, but just having a clean freaking gym goes so far. It does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's a, um, I, I used to intern at the University of Iowa Strength and Conditioning uh, Olympic. Um, so it was basically all sports besides like football. So all the other mm -hmm. sports essentially. And I just like their cleaning um just like the way things have to look so like when the dumbbells are in the rack they need to the numbers and the, like the tiger hawk needs to be facing out and it needs to be like everything in line so all the numbers are all lined up you know nothing's twisted same with the med balls the med ball like if it's a 20 pound 15 pound med ball it needs to be facing out and then like straight up and down um the plates yeah, so I, we definitely took a lot of, I mean, we took a lot of things from there and just implemented that, like, that's how our boxes should look. 
mm-hmm. you know, the 24, the 20, the 12, the six inch, and it should be facing out. Um, where do the J hooks go up on the, on the racks? Like I want to see the rogue symbol. Yep. Um, the kettlebells facing out. Yeah. It just, uh, yeah. Big into presentation. Definitely says a lot when you walk into. It's interesting. You talked about the university of Iowa and just how they have like, especially like those protocols of like everything has to look a certain way. I was meeting with a client this morning who has ties to the athletic department. And she was saying that she's seen times where, uh, the directors, athletic directors and stuff would like come down and check to see if the student athletes be wearing like the gear that they're given, like the Nike gear with all the logos. And if they're not, mm-hmm. like there's this one time where, um, one of the athletic directors like got shirts for the whole team and made them change into those shirts just because they want that aesthetic. Really? That, that Yeah. That presence. Like that just made me think of that. It's just so funny. That's like the second time today where I've heard like this very much, like this is how it is, this is how it is um type of stuff which is can be good right especially if we're trying to present a certain certain way and create a standard like i get it right and it seems like you guys are kind of following a similar yeah. standard not probably making everyone wear a versa shirt when they come in but there's just that mindset of like <laughs> yeah, let's have yeah. this be this way and like that's the standard absolutely mm-hmm. so i you know there's a million different routes we can take this i'm just really curious i'm always curious about the like origin story so you know you say your co-owner of versa fitness i, I imagine it's you and a group or a few guys or whatever it might be how did we how did we come up with all of this how did we come up with I mean, you don't have to give us business plans and all that kind of hunky, you know, that stuff. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But uh, like, where did we decide along the way that hey, we want to open this gym? Um, we have this relationship. We're we're trying to start a, a, our own culture, community, and uh, how did yeah? Just was that what was that origin story look look like? Yeah. So I uh, there was a a group fitness gym, or I should say, I got started in like the health and fitness industry. Um, I can't even remember, I can't even remember when to be honest, it must've been like eight, nine years ago. Um, and there was this gym called Kosama was the name, kind of a unique name. Um, and I was just a group fitness instructor and I met one of my best friends who's now my, my business partner, Nick Burrell there. He was also working there at the time. And we went through probably, probably one of the best experiences of, of working there we were young and, you know, we just like to, we were in college. We just like to be college kids and, uh, you know, definitely weren't the most reliable or the best instructors, but it was, it, it was such a good experience in that we got to watch it. Kosama was not a successful business, but we got to watch a, a business, fail basically and like how not to run one um and that doesn't mean that we were going to run it perfectly right off the bat but it was so valuable in watching people come by and like different managers or people trying to run this and run that and then when it finally got to a point of like hey kosama is like about to die like this business is literally about to die there's a bunch of legal issues with the ceo and some of the other businesses around the u.s so we kind of like want to separate ourselves and we 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 knew what we wanted you know i won't say we knew exactly what we wanted to do but we wanted to change it we're like hey we can do this better we just you know there's gonna be some growing pains and so Nick and I, um, you know, Nick really forwarded the whole, the whole motion to getting it going. Um, and he, 
I can't remember who he was talking to, like one of the landlords at the time, and um, there was a, a graphic or marketing design company above our unit and got in contact with them and they came up with, they basically came up with the name and the colors and the logo for us. And we were just like, yeah, we, we, we love it. You know, we're what's, let's, let's run with this. And we think we can really make this work. And, you know, I, I won't dive much further into to that whole aspect, but yeah. anyways, uh, Nick and I, you know, we came, became the sole owners and, we just had all of these growing pains of like, how do we format classes and what do people like and what don't they like? And how are you supposed to, you know, as an owner, separate a personal and business relationship with people, um, you know, without getting, you know, too far in or, you know, not being too involved, um, you know, finding a really good balance with that and then hiring people like we had no idea how to mm -hmm. do any of that stuff or, and how to even lead, I don't want to say, yeah, lead people, you know, being mm -hmm. leaders, um, it's just a trial and error process. And, uh, first it just kept growing and growing and growing and we just kept adding equipment to it because when we opened, Versa, I think we maybe had one squat rack and like a bunch of kettlebells and like one uh, assault bike or mm -hmm. and, so, and maybe some other stuff. And it was like now, like Cody, you've seen it. I got we got we got five air runners, five echo bikes, yeah. five rowers, five skiers, five squat racks. Now we a bunch of we bought some bikes from you not too long, like years ago, like in 2018. Yeah. I think we bought you yeah, yeah. bikes. You could buy some new echo bikes. So we gotten the benefit or yep. did Willow Creek did um, for that growth. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, we even, uh, knocked out, there was a, a salon behind us and they were moving another unit over and we, mm -hmm. we knocked out the wall and expanded and added another, uh, little over like 1,200 square foot to the, to the property. So, and, you know, and added a bathroom, added a daycare and added a whole nother like workout area. So, and then, yeah. And then that's just kind of where, where we've been and we've, gotten in the right groove of how we like to um use classes and, and make classes and we've got a really close team now and mm -hmm. it's uh yeah it's definitely been a, quite the experience i think it's one thing amazing. i've admired so from afar like, is know. that um you have such a strong community and i think that shows in the uh events that you put on they all show up every time right and yeah. i don't know any other gym yeah. that has had so many like events, at least front facing where I'm like, and you guys, what was the most recent event you did for the gym? We did the, uh, we did a 25 mile ruck outside. Um, that was, uh, that was the most recent, that was a little bit smaller scale, but yeah, mm -hmm. that was the most recent one. Like the, the events you put on just yeah, are so varied. I love it. Yeah. 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 It's cool. We try to get a little bit of everything. We're at, we're actually, we just announced within our, our member group. Um, I mean, kind of piggybacking off of what you guys did. We're going to try and do like a, a mock meet. Um, not, not, uh, it's just me squat bench deadlift and, mm -hmm. um, we're going to see how it goes with our members and, you know, if it works out well, then maybe expand upon it. Um, but we just wanted to see like if it would be a hit with them and then, yeah, move from there. Yeah, that's cool. That's I'm looking forward to seeing that. Quite hey. a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
You know, that's cool. I, I always think when you do stuff like that, it's it's such a, it's kind of like the little uh, carrot dangled in front of, you know, your members. Like it gives them something to look forward to. It gives them something to chase. It gives them something to kind of focus in there, you know, because I think the three of us are, are guys that, you know, hey, this is part of our life. We're going to work out. We're going to do this. And we've kind of wrapped our life around our fitness in a way. I think mm. you'd probably agree that your number, you know, your main client might not have that capabilities just because they have family, they have kids, they have job, they have this. But if you can kind of offer them little like carrots to chase, if it's a mock meat, if it's a ruck or whatever it might be, I mean, that's, that's going to just kind of dial them in. Hey, we're doing this mock meat. I have the opportunity to really focus on my strength in the next however long or whatever that might be. I think it's pretty admirable. So you guys, you said you opened in 2017, um, Mm -hmm. September, 2017. So you've been open for a little over about four years now. Would you, I mean, it it sounds like you've had great growth. You're, you're knocking out walls, you're adding equipment to the gym. Could you, you know, maybe pinpoint like what maybe has been the one attribute that's led to that success and that growth? Is there, you know, looking back over the last four years, is there something that you said like, Hey man, when we did this, like it really changed kind of who we are and who we were, uh, from who we were and, and led to this success. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Um, I think it's, it, it's getting to know the people at your gym is what I would say was the biggest like growth of success. And I, I recently was talking to someone, um, who him and his girlfriend left a gym here in the area because they were there for four years, but the owner kept asking them the same questions over and over and like, never, never knew, like never knew who they were. So, and that was one thing too, that like, it just really hit home for me about how well we do some of these things. Like we know all of our members and we know them all by name and it, and we try to, and we want to like learn more about their lives. And do you have kids? Where do you work? What are your dreams? You know, what are your aspirations? And are you, do you have any current injuries? Like, so the more that we can come in and, like actually connect with our members i I, it just makes it so much more valuable and that like it just the 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 growth of the gym too will just skyrocket when you know how much more likely are you to subscribe to a service or be somewhere if you know that they care about you Mm -hmm. like significantly so and, and 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 when you don't feel wanted or maybe you feel like a number i mean how, how long are you going to last me for like, uh, I don't feel like, you know, yeah. my money's well spent here. For sure. I think yeah. it's a lot easier, you know, just when you break it down in the simplest form, you know, if, if we're all friends and we're all like ask, it's easier for me to ask for your advice. If we're friends, it's easier for me to like, you know, lend you 10 bucks if you're my friend. And that's kind of, you know, when you think about, you know, the business that you're running in simplest form, that's what you're doing. You're giving advice, and you're also charging a fee for it because you think it's pretty good advice and you're providing a service. But if we're all like friendly and getting along, it's easier to buy a car from a salesman who you respect and who you get along with and who seems like he's actually trying to help you as opposed to who's just got dollar signs in his eyes, right? And so mm-hmm. what um, you, you touched on this earlier a little bit um, about uh, you know some of the, the trials and you know troubles of, of running an operation, running a business. What has your, um, so 
what has your hiring process kind of looked like? And what is, I mean, I think a lot of people out there running businesses or, or even looking for jobs are kind of going through a lot of issues right now when it comes to that. How are you guys able to maintain, you know, a good connection with your staff, with those members in that, that process that you, that you talked about, like, um, having good relationship with your members and your staff and hiring and, and what is the, what does the coaching of your staff look like and the hiring process and relationship with your staff look like? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, like I said, definitely has been some growing pains there as well. Um, you know, I, I think a, a lot of people when they get into a, a position, um, like we find it so easy to exercise or to, to squat or to deadlift. Right. So like if I bring in on new, a new staff member and I'm trying to like teach them how to do this, you know, we would run into the issue of like, come on, like why? Like, this is so easy. This is so easy. When in reality, it's, it's really, I mean, how long did it take us to like really learn, uh, you know, the properties of a squat and like, yeah, you know, be where you're saying to people. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But like now it's like, oh, I could do it in my sleep. Um, but, you know, when it, we, we ran into the issue of just like, you should know this, you should know this. Not that we were saying that to him, but like, I think just like indirectly, we were just thinking that like, you should know how to do a kettlebell swing and you should know how to coach this. And if someone is, you know, rounding their back or their feet are coming off the floor, like you should know a quick cue to, to get that up, to get that fixed. So that was probably one of our biggest, um, like missteps and like the hiring and like educating the staff. And then just like I said earlier with the members is like just not taking not taking a, a relationship past like a staff and um, a, a staff and employee like relationship. Like we and we're working on that now. Like we're and we want our staff to come out with us. Hey guys, we're going out for dinner. We want everyone there. If you can't make it, like not a big deal. Or hey, we're going out for some drinks. We want everyone there. Or if you're, you know, if you have a race or a dance recital or whatever, like let us know, and you know we'll pop up on Zoom if if we can make it. And um, so now that's what our culture is definitely moving more to as a staff is being more, you know, more together and actually acting like a team rather than just like. Hey, I'm just someone who writes your paycheck. Like, that's what I do. that's what I don't like, and that's what I don't want them to look at me like. I want them to look at me not in, not even as a boss, but someone that they can look up to and as a friend even. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're definitely moving more towards that, and it is exciting. Uh, as far as the hiring process goes, um, you know, we're still working on the finding the best way to get people to you know, get really good candidates and, um, and to train people properly, you know, we're still working on what did we like about training this person and what didn't we like about, you know, where, where did we go wrong and what can we do better? And it, you know, unfortunately it is almost like a, a person by person case and you just have to keep improving mm -hmm. it, um, until you just like really get a good formula down. So I think we're close, but, uh, it's definitely, not, I mean, it's, it's not perfect, but we're on our way there. Yeah. I want to, if this is okay, I'm going to take a hard shift.
because I want to talk, I want to make sure you have time to talk about your journey too. And I don't know if, I think this is the first time yeah. we've been aware of each other for a while. And I think the first time I was aware of you, I don't think I knew your name at the time, but the University of Iowa put on a non-sanctioned weightlifting meet in 2000, maybe 14. Is that ringing any bells? Um, it was yeah. out in the courts. Yeah, it, it was in the field house. Yeah, in the field house. And that was like my first ever meet. I did some power variations, wasn't super confident, but I remember you there and I think you like crushed it. I don't remember like how you did exactly, but um, that's the first time I remember being aware of you. And then we kind of crossed paths a couple of times. I think you were working out at Magni and I was maybe doing some personal training there. And I think we maybe talked a few times, but mm-hmm. anyways, like my first introduction to you was as a really, you know, very much guy that was into Olympic lifting. And, you know, fast forward to 2021, you just completed successfully a full Ironman. Can you take us through this journey, maybe mindset of very much power strength based to, okay, now I'm really into or focused on in the moment, um, endurance and maybe why that happened. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so with i i think we can all probably agree like being like a young you know when you're in your i don't know 17 to very early 20s as a like a young man you i mean you're just you love lifting like that's a very common thing that i see um and i think it like for me it just evolved past just wanting to go in the gym and just lift some weights and i was like i actually kind of want to like try something and Mm-hmm. saw Olympic lifting and um, thought it looked really cool got really involved with that um, as far as just just learning it wanting to coach people with it um, even I, I, I never like competed competed besides like mock meets um, so I never did like an actual sanctioned event um, but I did want to um, but I, I just never got never went through with it um, but yeah, I, I really loved Olympic weightlifting. I, I still think it's really cool and I don't know what happened, but there was just a turning point where I was like, I am just getting kind of tired of like just straight heavy lifting. Um, you know, it might've just been a boredom thing. I can't remember exactly. And then I jumped into CrossFit and did that for probably three or four years maybe um really really loved it and i still love Mm -hmm. crossfit and whenever people are like i want to try it even at our gym i'm like you should go try it like Mm -hmm. you might really love it um so yes did crossfit for a while and then i uh it wasn't a boredom thing with crossfit it was just a i was just breaking down a little bit i couldn't Mm -hmm. I, I knew I had the potential to be like, I could have, I felt like I could have been pretty decent at it and I couldn't handle the volume that I think I needed to become really mm-hmm. good. So I, I like I had to have like a little internal struggle with that. Like, man, I need to be, I know what I need to do, but I just don't think I can like actually do it. Um, yeah. So I, yeah. What were you saying? Just, uh, I, I just commenting on like, yeah, like I agree, like, and I know Ted's probably oh. felt this too of like, where we just oh, like, sure. this is like a lot and my body doesn't like it, you know, and it's not worth the extra push yeah. to, 
get that a little bit better. Yeah, I think that was really well said. Really well yeah. said, Joshua. Like, you know, I think it's not rocket science. Like, I think, you know, it's um, it's one of those things you do have to invest a lot of time and energy to kind of continue to advance, like like in anything, right? But there's that honeymoon phase when you start something like CrossFit. You, 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 It's all new. It's all exciting. It's all different. You're adapting. You're seeing good changes. You're learning new skills. But then you're like, you get to a point and, and you seem like a pretty damn fit dude. And you're like, well, this is all attainable and it's there. But what am I willing to sacrifice to, you know, get there? And it's like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, like, I went through it where you kind of look up to some of those super successful, like, athletes and you're like, damn, that's really cool. But, like, I'm not willing to sacrifice friendships, relationships, all these other things so I can do more toes to bar or I can do, yeah. you know, like, it just yeah. gets to that point. And so Absolutely. I just thought that was really well said by you. But, yeah, continue. So you're, yeah. you're moving through yeah. CrossFit and you, what's, um, what's the next move? Yeah, went through CrossFit, and then um, I was still kind of dabbling here and there while we were um, while we had the gym, and then um, I don't know what how this came about, but Quad Cities has a marathon every year, and we're like, hey, let's try to get a bunch of people from the gym to run a marathon or to run a half marathon, and we got a lot of people signed up for it, and ended up running it and I remember um, being absolutely miserable um, because it's it's so different like I felt like that I knew the science so well when it came to like lifting and like like training like that and then I, I just never really dived really deep into like the endurance world um, on like heart rate training and and then even looking even further to the nutrition of um you know sodium and carbohydrates with endurance training um because i've never done anything longer than what you know like hey i'm gonna do a 40 minute workout in this crossfit gym um you know i've never gone past that threshold so doing that marathon um i can't remember what point i got to but i remember it broke me really hard um, because i thought i was just mentally tough enough just to run through a marathon and I'm not like very like there's hardly unless you're an elite level athlete, you can just straight up just run a marathon without having to stop for water and whatnot, you know. Um, But yeah, I did that. And then that's what really sparked the endurance. I I was uh, I I think at one point I was like, I'm never doing this again. This is stupid. (laughs) I was absolutely miserable. And then I was like, you know what? Like, I think I, I really loved being in that point of like feel feeling like i i was broken i i guess in a sense like mentally i was broken not physically but like i was like i need to go back there continuously and do these like really hard um these really hard things to you know not only is it going to push me more physically because it's something that i I really enjoy but like it's going to push me business and relationships like and if i know that like i can endure these absolute points of pure misery and get through them like i know that i can do harder things and that that will just kind of ripple throughout my life um my life and the other the other aspects of it yeah and then i i think i i did i did an ultra marathon like not not much longer after that and an ultra is just anything longer than 26.2 so it ended up it was like 31 miles so it wasn't it wasn't much longer but it was it was still pretty tough 
and then after that, I was like, I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do an Ironman because I, I, I've been talking about it ever since I was a little kid. Like, I think I want to do one. And then I was like, I'm just gonna punch the bullet and do this thing. And uh, yeah, and it's, uh, I would say it's doing that was one of the probably top top five moments of my life. Like the whole experience of it was absolutely amazing. And I always tell people like. They're like, that's crazy. I'm like, no, you should go do one because of the experience of how, how awesome it was. Um, yeah, yeah. We can, uh, th- did you guys want to talk more about, about that or, yeah. um, specifically well, I, or I just was going to echo that. Yeah. Cody, you should go do an Ironman. <laughs> oh yeah. Is that where we were headed? I don't know. Well, I mean, but, like, okay. So say I hey. wanted to do an Ironman, say I wanted to do it like, I don't have any biking experience. I don't have any swimming experience and like my running experience, like for my run club that I lead, we're doing like 200s and 400 intervals. So I have quite the ways to go. What do I do? What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. So there's, um, I'm trying to get a, a lot of people. So Des Moines actually, uh, has a half Ironman every year, but it was so popular that they switched over to a full, so in 2022, Des Moines is running the a full Ironman, and I was telling everyone, I was like, "Hey, this is a sign." Like, I was like, "I'm gonna do another one. I want all of you to come with me, and we're gonna do this all together." Um, because I know a lot of you want to do it, and then everyone's first thing they say is, "I can't swim," and I always tell them, "Like, hey, I when when I started training for my first one, I." Uh, I bought a pool membership at a rec center. I jumped in the pool. It was 25, uh, 25 feet, I think. Yeah, no, not 25 feet, 25 yards down mm-hmm. and then 25 yards back. And I could only go down and back without. And then at the end of that, I was like absolutely gasping for air. And I just thought to myself, how in the hell am I going to do this? Like, this is insane. So, I just had to, I just started watching videos on how to swim better, the technique, like countless, countless hours, listening to podcasts on how to swim, um, you know, and various other triathlon aspects. And I just, the, but the, the most important thing was I just kept putting myself in the situation of being in the pool. Hey, I'm going to be in this pool three times a week and I know I'm going to suck for a really long time. But yeah. I was like, it's going to click. It's going to click. Yeah I, yeah. I just forced myself. I put myself in this really unpleasant position like over and over and over. And it finally was just like, oh my gosh, I got it. I can swim 2.4 miles without stopping. Like, mm-hmm. and then that's, that's, that's where, that's where it came. And, uh, you know, that's what I always tell people like, cause that's the, that's the scariest part. You know, you do an Ironman, you're going to be in the water with, mm-hmm. At, you know, anywhere from 1,000, 2,000 other yeah. people. Open water too. So you're, bump, you're bumping in, yeah, open water. So it could be wavy. You're bumping into people. They're bumping into you. Um, they might climb over you. You might climb over them. Um, you might get hit in the head, but with their hand, like it's, it's, it is kind of crazy. Um, but, uh, you know, it can, can be fun. Um, so that's what I tell people is if you're going to start, that's where you start and then get yourself a bike um and, and a bike with uh i usually say a road bike and then make sure that you don't you aren't just using regular pedals make sure you have like bike shoes you can clip in, clip in. <laughs> yeah it's an absolute absolute game changer 
Um, but uh, yeah, and then you just have to figure out how many hours are you willing to devote to train a week, and you know yeah. how, how. What does how that look like for you? Because it's extremely time consuming. How much time? Yeah, does it take I you? Uh, I luck. Yeah, I, I I'm very fortunate in that I don't have kids. Um, so I, I don't want to say that's a fortunate thing, but I was fortunate that I had the time. So usually people with kids don't have a lot of time to like train like that. So it, you know, I would ramp up. So I think I started around like eight hours a week. And then at my highest, I was going about 20 hours a week of training, um, before tapering back down. Mm -hmm. So the, I would say that the average uh, per week was probably about 15 or so. I would say that was pretty average 15, 16 hours a week. Um, yeah. you know, it's, you're trying, you're trying to be really good at three different sports rather Things, than, yeah. you know, just one. And you didn't have like a high background like, in either of this before. or any of them. Any of them. Yeah. I sucked at all of them. I just had to <laughs> yeah. put myself in those positions. I've, I, I maybe even said this on the podcast before, but I've definitely told Cody, I have a healthy respect of water. I have a healthy, what I think is a healthy respect of water. I'm a terrible swimmer also. When you're talking about like, oh, I made it 25 yards down and 25 yards back, I'm like, dude, that's awesome. That's way better than you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. so, so that just made me laugh to myself a little bit. Uh, yeah. What, uh, what, what do you think is your best, um, your best out of the three? Like Biking, biking, biking. for sure. But, uh, you know, you know, but it's it's so hard to say because biking is the longest portion of the race, so it's a, it's a hundred and twelve mile bike, so it's and that's what you do like most of your training. The bulk of it is going to be biking. Over half of your hours spent are usually on the bike. Um, so it was just like, well, I'm just spending so much time on this bike, and I and I'm I guess I'm I'm lucky too. I have really strong legs, so. I, I could use that to my advantage to like um, just pe pedal really aggressively, I guess. Yeah, um, I was, I was wondering I just, about that. Uh, like I just picked it up very quickly. Just like with the background in weightlifting, yeah, yeah. it really contributed to that. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. So like, I mean, and, and where I kind of live, there's a bunch of hills and I was just climbing hills every weekend, just nonstop. Um, it, and it's, it's lonely and it sucks, but, uh, just had to do it. Um, and, and I would say with biking too, I took it a little step further and got a power meter for my bike. So I can, I can do like threshold, um, workouts and like, you know, what's your average, you know, Watts that you're putting out. And then it, it'll give me calculations. Like when I do my interval workouts or, you know, tempo workouts, or I do my long zone two workouts, like, Hey, try to be between this wattage for this amount of time. And then you may, mm. um, change and yeah. And, it, and you know, it all synced up to my watch. So it's not like I was, I wasn't creating all this stuff. It went pretty in depth. Right. It just like, how far really, out were you planning for like mileage and time spent? Like, did you have your full program up to the Ironman like set up before you started your training or did you yeah. have to adapt a little bit as you went? Yeah, no, I, I had the full program set up. I, uh, I did a lot of research and was looking up various plans. And, you know, when you look up plans, it, a lot of them will say, this is how many hours you were going to spend per week. And this is how advanced it is. And this is what we recommend. Um, they, you know, can you do these things before you jump into this plan? Um, and, and I'm very much a, 
uh, just the type of person I am, whatever, I see it as a, like a, a challenge. So when it's like, hey, this is a very aggressive plan, I'm like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to tackle it. So I just kind of went real. I, I probably shouldn't have done that. And I wouldn't recommend people do that, but I picked a pretty aggressive plan. Mm -hmm. um, but it really, it worked out really well for me because, you know, I was, I was managing my sleep and managing my nutrition on top of that. Yeah. That's uh, what you got to really do. To, in to those. really help with it. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about that. Like, yeah. what did your it's sleep all, look it's like? All about, your nutrition? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, I, I always have a goal of eight hours. Um, a night is the goal. Sometimes it's seven or sometimes a little less if, you know, things don't work out with work and scheduling. Um, that is something that I try to push with everyone. Like, Hey, we need, everyone needs eight hours. Mm -hmm. There is none of this, this grind and grind and four hours mm -hmm. of sleep. Like that's not a thing. Um, so yeah, typically about eight hours. And then as far as nutrition, um, really, really heavy on the carbs, lots and lots of carbs. And, um, I know a lot of people don't, uh, necessarily agree with that. Um, it gets a bad rap, but, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to do these workouts without consuming mass amounts of food. So yeah. I, I, I would say, I, I, I mean, I'm not eating like a package of Oreos every day. Right. But I, I am eating pretty, uh, um, pr pretty good, but I do still, uh, I would still like have things that, you know, to fit in. So I wasn't going crazy. Yeah. And you're kind of a bigger guy, I would say for that particular world. Um, Oh, so absolutely. you probably need to consume a lot more. Would you say even like now that I'm thinking about, it, would you were you one of the bigger guys there doing the uh, Ironman that day? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would say. I mean, there there were people of all shapes and sizes out there. Sure, um, but definitely of guys my size, uh, there 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 weren't many. Um, mm. A lot of there may have been taller individuals, um, mm. but typically uh, they did not weigh as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it wasn't. Uh, I was definitely on the heavier side of the people well, there. You know, there's you're a strong guy. There's a reason why I put you on that because you helped out for the Iowa City weightlifting summit. There's a reason why I put you on that uh, that men's uh, squat bar spotting because I was like, I know, I know we can handle it. I know <laughs> yeah. we can handle it. <laughs> yeah, we weren't exactly looking. I mean, I mean, all shapes and sizes are are welcome to help out for any event, but we're not putting any toothpicks on the uh, squat rack to help during the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be scary. Uh, and we, man, again, we got to say thanks for that. We got to say thanks for jumping in on this with us. And uh, we're going to let you go here pretty soon. Before we let you go, what's, uh, you said there's a mock meet coming up at Versa Fitness. Any other plugs for Versa Fitness or where can people go to find out more information on, on what you have offering, maybe personally, or what Versa Fitness has offering? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can uh, give us a look at our website, versafitnesstraining.com. Um, we have an app. Um, and through that app, you can find it on the Apple store or the Android store, just Versa fitness, um, create a profile. We offer free two week trial to come try us out. Um, a little bit longer than, you know, a, than a, the typical trial. Um, but we want to make sure everyone gets kind of the, see what we're about. You know, it's hard to find out what the gym's about in three days or sometimes even a week. So yeah, Versa fitness training. Find us on Facebook, find us on Instagram, just Versa Fitness, um, big green uh, circle with a V in it, P pretty hard to miss. So, yeah. 
All right. Well, cool. That's awesome, Joshua. Again, versafitness.com. Is that the uh, website? Versafitnesstraining.com. Ver- sorry, versafitnesstraining.com. Joshua, we appreciate having you on and uh, best luck to you, man. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Take care. Bye.